Okay. And now it's Home Away Show Live. Here are your hosts today. What's up, everybody? This is Cooley from the Home Away Show. I got my lovely people today. I got Ndate. I've got Zama, the comedian. We got it together, baby. It's one of those we days. Got this, baby. Good morning, good morning, good morning, world. How we doing today? You know, man, uh, where do you want me to start? I'll, I'll just say thank God for another day. It's a blessing. It's a Sunday. We guys gotta actually appreciate that because it doesn't happen all the time. So some people make it, some people don't. We have so many stories to talk about today that we got for you guys. First off, we're just gonna start talking about the Freedom Day in South Africa. We are all South Africans. So we have to honor the Independence Day if you wanna call it in America. That's what they call. We call it the Freedom Day, the day we got rid of apartheid and we got our independence uh, from that stigma. And now now we are rainbow nation, beautiful colors, beautiful people. And we're going to just talk about that. And then next thing, uh, we're going to move on. We're going to have some a little bit of motivation that we got from that. Uh, what's the topic today, Dad? Well, today we're talking about learning, um, the, the, the gift of learning. And I want to really dive a little bit deeper into that. And I think it has uh, the, the apartheid and Freedom Day and all that stuff. And even the current news going on. Uh, we're going to get motivated about learning today. That's what we have. Okay, and then Zama, what you got, sister? Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Uzama. And just to be frank, it's not apartheid, guys. It's apartheid. Okay, y'all have to say it right because I am, uh, yes, I'm proudly South African, so you'll, you'll have to say it right. But, um, <laughs> I'll let you correcting us on a name that just hurts so much, but it's all right, let's let's get it right. I let's know, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, like Freedom Day really means a lot to me, especially because I grew up like in a very diverse community and because I also love white guys, so I was like, yes, Mandela, thank you, you know. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we get all sentimental and emotional, you turn this into your love for the white fellas. When you saw freedom to date whoever you want to date. Yes, he gave me that freedom. You know, Umaba Umade like gave me that freedom to date anybody. So I was like, you know, Dad, thank you for this opportunity. I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> Hey man, if you just tune in, it's the only way you show be getting it in. It's already getting thick up again. We're talking about Freedom Day resulting in a good dating pool for Uzama. So we'll take it, man. Uh, welcome to the Home Away Show, people. I hope you had a wonderful week. As my co-host Cooley just said, and um, we are talking about Freedom Day and what it means to us. Um, and you know, the beautiful thing is, we all we the, the show itself. We have different age groups over here. We won't disclose our ages, but I'm pretty sure Freedom Day means uh, a couple of different things to each one of us. And you know, we joke. 
But um, jokes aside, though, it, it's interesting. Ugutizama, you would say, Uguti, when you felt like, hey, you like white guys. That is something that growing up, we didn't see. We didn't see a lot of interracial couples. Exactly. So that's, probably, that's probably one of the first meanings of that it meant the freedom to love whomever it is that you choose to love. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so that, and, that must be something. I know, right? And also because love is just love. It's not about color or culture and stuff like that. And especially if you are in America, like that doesn't really matter. Mm, that is true. Well, I don't know about the culture part because if the other person is not willing to accept that your your own culture and limits you, I think it does become challenging. But that's just that's for those folks to decide. Yeah. Uh, for me, Nakuli, I have to think about what Freedom Day means, man. You know, I'm a, I'm an '80s baby, so I can't claim Uguti. I saw apartheid as maybe as my parents did. But I certainly got uh, a chance to witness uh, Amapunu is what we call them back then, which was basically the, a, a different word for soldiers, uh, all up in the community. Um, I did get to see Toy Toy, which is what we now call protesting. Kuli, did you ever partake in any Toy Toy or protesting back in the day? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm very interested to hear what my sister Zama is gonna say, and because she's a born free, so uh, what has happened in her life? Because it's very interesting, not in a bad way, but you know, it's very interesting to hear from these young people, like what they actually went through. Because, um, because what I went through is probably totally different from you guys, and that's a good thing about the diversity of us. You know what I went through? Actually, my parents were in a civil rights movement, so uh, my mom was. Was uh, part of the women's brigade for the Inkata Freedom Party, mm-hmm. and uh, um, my dad was part of uh, the movement too uh, with uh, the Inkata ranks in terms of uh, being active. Uh, I can't disclose too much of that as part of history. What we've been through, we are proud of that, but it's not something mm-hmm. that we talked about as a family that much. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say that that actually gave me a little bit of exposure and a different sort of thing uh, in terms of them. But uh, another thing, too, is that since I grew up in a place which was predominantly Inkata Freedom Party uh, in Guazulu Natal, uh, I've been like dragged from my house to go out there and uh, and uh, be part of the march uh, movement. And they didn't just drag you out, you know, uh, they also did give you a pretty good whipping. Uh, to make sure that you're going to partake in this thing in a very respectable manner and you're going to understand what it is it about. So, and then uh, also Wamashu, UDM was big thing, United um, uh, Democratic Movement at the time. UDM was fighting with the police. So if you are a guy or if you are a kid, like if you are a male in your family, so you need to be out there fighting against the police too. So that was another part. So I grew up in a very... um, Lucky enough, my parents took me away. They took me to Orange Free State, which was... uh, a farm, uh, basically, where my grandparents live from my dad's side. They live in a in a place called. Uh, basically, they live in a farm. Uh, this white man that uh, basically uh, they were working for, and he provided residence for them, and you know whatever that cheap paycheck that he gave them, mm-hmm. and so that they can survive. But also the street that was from the highway N three. Yeah. In Warden. All well, you can call it in Warden, but it's Warden, in Warden all the way to um, where my grandparents lived. It was called uh, Kafferstadt. Uh, it was named Kafferstadt until I think I 
got changed maybe early 2000. That's when they changed so, it to Bantustan, but it was called Kafrstad. Cooley, let me put that into context over here for, for some of the folks listening. Um, and, you know, we try to make sure that our language is appropriate for all ages. But when Cooley saying there was a street up until the 2000s, that's not that long ago, people. That was called Kafrstad. That is almost like having a street right here in the United States called Nigger Street. Yeah, Just get that right. So when you look at this Freedom Day that we're talking about, um, you know, Kuli, I think what it's, te- it's telling me, number one, we all know that freedom is not so free after all. A lot of people gave their lives. Kuli is talking about experiences of him being dragged out the house, being beaten up to go out there. And actually, this wasn't to go do anything illegal. This was to fight against the oppression. A lot of people gave out their lives. And also a lot of people had to live with, imagine walking down the street uh, named in a, de- a derogative term like kafir, which yeah. was the word for black people. And yeah. you, that's how you are being identified, man. Yeah. So freedom is not so free, people. And I, I don't know, Kuli, I think there's so much more work to be done. And Zama, you know, your generation, the younger folks, yeah, it, so it, much You know food. what? Mm-hmm. We also need to explain to folks uh, what we're talking about when we're talking about Freedom Day, because that's very important. Uh, some people mm-hmm. might have not understand what we're talking about. So basically is um, basically here in America, we have what you call Independence Day uh, from the mm-hmm. British. So in yep. South Africa, there was a segregation from uh, South Africa. Cut is own independence, I think it was in 1966, from the British. And then after that, uh, South Africa was uh, a state that is run by a very strong uh, regime, which was a a segregating uh, regime between uh, blacks and whites, and uh, basically the same minorities and whites. So anyway, and uh, it went on uh, for the longest time. And then in 1994, when Nelson Mandela was released from prison, and we actually got our first chance to say, go away with that and have our own true independence now where we can have a democratic government. So that's what it means. So when we say yeah. Freedom Day, is because it's hard for us to call it an independence day because we got our independence long time ago, but we didn't get our freedom until a certain time but some people might tell you we don't even have our freedom right now but anyway go on that yeah man i i agree with you so i and i'm appreciative Kuligi, to give a little bit of a backdrop because you know one can argue so many different things just like in the u.s we know that there's fourth of july but is they really independent so you know some people back home um i saw a meme that said something like you know to to those that own land and do and have all this stuff it's freedom day for me it's just another friday Mm-hmm. And that that hit me, man, because that means some people are still looking at it um, like, you know, some people are free. Some people have the freedom. Some people have been able to accumulate wealth and, and send their kids to better schools and get better education. But for some people, it is still the same struggle that they experienced uh, 30 years ago. So it's it's um, it's from generation to generation to make things better and hopefully learn from them. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And now I'm in a position, guys, where I came to this country in 1996. So I left South Africa right as freedom was really starting to, to, to blaze up and people were trying to get opportunities. So I didn't really experience, um, that transition phase, but I certainly experienced, I remember when Utata got out of, uh, uh, out of prison and people were out there toitoring. And I remember, you know, starting to go into schools with, uh, different races. It was an interesting time, man. So shout out to freedom. We are thankful for freedom. And don't take it for granted is the one thing I would say. Please don't. 
Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Zama, go yeah. ahead, sister. Sorry, we take all your time. Born free, go ahead. Okay, uh, <laughs> since I'm a born free, like Freedom Day or Freedom whatever, to me it doesn't really matter because I've never been in a situation whereas I felt that um, I don't have my freedom. But then again, um, I think a lot of people, especially black people, will always complain. Black people, we complain about everything, even though we still do have our freedom. But uh, they'll say, oh, uh, maybe like this person is white. That's why they got this job opportunity and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just like us black people. We don't want to work. We don't want to research. We don't want to have that information and actually put our efforts in that so i think we do have all the freedom it's just how people are just like their mentality is still back in the days on oh just because i'm black so hold on just one second Uh i don't mean to cut you off but i just want to know something because Mm -hmm. i love what you're saying and it is good that nowadays you know the young people like you you have so much uh uh, opinion on things and that's good but let me ask you a question though Mm -hmm. The, the the Freedom Day, what does it mean to you? Uh, to you as a South African, to you as a young South African, yeah. what does Freedom Day mean to you? Like, what, like, do you, you know, you were not, were you, what year were you born? 95. 95. So after. it was after. Yeah. So then that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you on 1994, yeah. when our first democratic elected president, uh, mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela was elected. Was, mm-hmm. So that day, even though you were not born yet, what does it mean to you? Do you have anything like that you can just give in to people like who don't understand like what we've been through and all of that stuff? Like, is anything that you could say? Or to you, it's just another day because everything else when you came after was already changed? Okay, to me, it's just like another day. But when I think about what our parents went through, it, I think it's... It's very interesting for them to be, okay, because like uh, when it was still like apartheid and stuff like that, you couldn't go to a certain like restaurant because of your race. You couldn't go to a public um, toilet because of your race. So I think like to them, it was a a very, um, what do you call it? Like just a, a very good transformation for them. In such a way that um, they can just do whatever they want to do, whatever they wanted to do. So I think for them, it was very good for them. But for me personally, it's just like whatever. It's Freedom Day. I didn't experience that. I just don't care. You know, because I don't know what they went through, you know, like I cannot talk for them because I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk for another person while you've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. It, it's this is valuable, man. I mean, I appreciate you being candid, my sister. Right? You could sit here and try to bullcrap us and say, "Hey, I understand, understand," and you're just being honest that you you did not experience that. I, and I, I think didn't. The, the best thing we can do is, um, you know, we used to call it inganegwane when we were growing up, which yeah. was stories. Right? Mm-hmm. The best thing we could do is is be able to share these stories. And the best thing I can tell people is go out there and watch movies like Cry Freedom. Um, and and Denzel Washington is in there playing Steve Biko. Um, go out there and watch movies like Sarafina. Whoopi Goldberg is in there playing a very key role. Lilith Kumal. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I think Lilith. Yeah. Um, 
but go out there and watch those movies because as much as we watch a lot of American history and we understand it, there's also a lot of history embedded in South Africa. And actually, even right now, that history is being repeated and being created. So um, not to get too political and get too crazy on this topic, but I, I think it's such an interesting dynamic that you bring to the table, right? We, It's almost like the term millennials and bone freeze go hand in hand because they don't this group doesn't want to be classified in one way. You don't want to be boxed in. But we have to understand, even though NAMI, I didn't, I wasn't involved in June 16 and the massacres that took place, mm-hmm. but I know that somebody struggled just so that I can go to a school without any issues and not have to learn Afrikaans, every subject in Afrikaans. Yeah. Somebody fought for that. So I'm appreciative. And I want to add on to that point. Imagine whatever country you're in, you're in America, you're in Australia, wherever you are, imagine being forced to learn every language, math, history, whatever it is, in a language that is not your original cultural language, your original dialect, right? So there was a a a point in time where they wanted us to learn things in Afrikaans. Mm -hmm. That's oppression. That is saying, put away your culture and what you know about yourself. We want you to take this. If anything, um, Zam, I think take that and know that somebody fought for that right for us not to have to go and I think that alone speaks volumes in the fact that we can speak English, we can speak whatever we're talking. Don't get me to preaching out here in these streets, but we're thankful for Freedom Day. And hey, one interesting thing, I'll always remember Freedom Day because um, my birthday always falls on it. It was April 28th. You know, man, I was just going to say that <laughs> I was just going to say that on the Freedom Day yesterday, I uh, want to know any of you, what did you guys do, each and every one of us? So, that day it was a happy birthday to you. I did send you a happy birthday. I left I you a good voicemail. But you never responded. You never respond. So that means you didn't care. <laughs> but anyway, no, it was your birthday. I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm not gonna ruin it. It's not. It was your birthday. But uh, I really appreciate you. Who leaves voice? Uh, I, th- I thought it would be something special, brother. I thought no, it was. I, I, I thought I called you because I wanted to talk to you on your birthday. I didn't think that it would be appropriate if I just leave a voicemail only without trying to call you or leave you a text message. But anyway, happy belated birthday, brother. Happy belated birthday, uh, born free. <laughs> born free. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, I just wanted to say yesterday myself, uh, so you guys know, I actually I was lucky enough uh, I got invited to go to um, New York uh, to so in New York I was talking to um, I got to meet a lot of South Africans especially older ones uh, there was a doctor two doctors actually I met yesterday one is Gloria and the other gentleman I just forgot his card but he's been here around and he was given an award yesterday for the contribution that he has done he's a doctor over in Harlem Hospital uh, so once I got all his information because it's in my other jacket that I was out with yesterday so that's why I don't have it with me so I'm gonna just leave uh, a little bit on the footnote of the podcast I'll let you guys know so we're gonna have you know on the show soon so basically what happened is uh, they had uh, a, what do you call uh, celebrating the legacy of um, it was celebrating the legacy of Huma Segela so I was there and I enjoyed it very 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 good show and had a lady over there that was dancing and doing uh, all kind of things they had a jazz band uh, from Manhattan um, Manhattan uh, Music uh, Academy um, that's where he went to school uh, over in New York uh, to learn about music so they had them over there and they mm-hmm. performed they did a great 
job. It was nice in Harlem yesterday, man. I really enjoyed it. You know, I was there for like a short period of time, met a lot of South Africans. We had a lot of fun, so I really enjoyed it. But anyway, I'm sorry, guys, to cut on on that time. So what each and every one of you guys did yesterday? Zama, you go right ahead, my sister. Okay, um, in the morning I was working, Kule and uh, Dante. But later on I went to, like, it's kind of like a party, but it is kind of like just a birthday party and also like a Freedom Day celebration. Sure. Yeah, you, you you know when everything is like combined, you know combined how South Africans do. Yeah, yeah. chillers. Yeah, kind of like chillers. a chillers. <laughs> yeah, chillers. so it was good and yeah, so I'm I'm here in the studio. I am tired, but I had fun. What about you in that day? Nah, it was a beautiful day, man. So interestingly enough, I share uh, my birthday with my oldest boy. So my oldest son and I have the same birthday. And my oh, daughter's nice. birthday. Yeah, my daughter's birthday is this coming Wednesday. So every year, um, we do exactly what Uzama just said. We combine everything in once mm-hmm. as South Africans. I don't try to do separate birthdays. So we just had a, a, a lovely, it was the first beautiful day, too, of the spring. So we, we finally got outside and had a big old party and, and just hosted. And it was cool, man. Enjoyed myself. And then now we are here delivering some messages to the good people that are listening to the Home Away Show and we appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, just to close up, uh, I actually uh, close up on this subject. I want to actually play a song uh, that has been going viral on social media. It was posted, uh, I don't know actually who the group, maybe you guys might know, but um, it was posted by Kiwa's Media ZA. Kiwa is K-H-I-W-A um uh, apostrophe S uh, Media ZA So K-H-I-W-A Apostrophe S Media ZA It's on Facebook the song So I want to play it uh, for you guys So that you can listen to it too What a great song <laughs> Oh, uh-huh.
All I wanted to say is <laughs> If you know what that means You know what that means <laughs> They are good, right? They are so good They sound oh my like God. the soil Let me ask you a question Who's the name of the group? What's the name of the group? I, I can't. This is driving me crazy because I can't find anybody who knows the name of the group. But it sounds like the soil. It sounds like, uh, actually, to be honest with you, I'm going to post it. Um, uh, so when I post it, basically. Um, somebody tell us who they are. Like, somebody, please tell us. Let us know. It, it's good. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second. That, that, I got a little bit more information here. Sometimes it helps to read the footnote. In uh, anything posted online, try to look for the footnote, people. Don't be me. It says, uh, so the QA Media uh, ZA or ZA, uh, basically they said uh, you can actually call the group uh, because the music video is down for the name of the group called Abantuana. Abantuana. Abantuana is an A-B-A-N-T-W-A-N-A. So, so it was done. The video was done about by uh, Kiwas Media, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it, it, the, the name of the production company that is uh, managing these kids is called Imbokodo or Imbokodo Productions. Imbokodo is an I M B O K O D O Productions, and uh, you can actually call them in South Africa. And this is their phone number. I'm gonna shout it out: zero one seven. Uh, pretty good job thing, man. They doing. I love it. I like really, it. actually, like it. Good stuff. It was good stuff. We thank them for it. Yeah, keep, definitely, uh, man. Inspiring us with the music, people. Uh, We're definitely. loving it. Definitely, man. And, uh, the, you know, the good thing about it is that because they are kids. So let me uh, let you in that day. I got a little bit for you to get you pumped up because mm -hmm. I want to hear some more of that cool stuff to get you pumped up, daddy. Let me hear you, We're man. We're pumping you up, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> for us today just hey man i'm gonna kick this off today as we get on a positive note i want to ask you guys a question mm -hmm. who was your favorite who was your favorite teacher your favorite teacher in whatever primary school whatever it is who's your favorite teacher um yeah that's a very good in one. life in life in general oh well i'll say my dad your dad all right okay but in terms of uh teacher at school depend which so, one so here's why, why I'm asking this, people. Um, I, I went across uh, a quote as I was preparing for myself for this new age that I'm in. I won't disclose my age. But the quote is from Maya Watson. It reads as such. Learning is a gift even when pain is your teacher. Mm. Learning is a gift even when pain is your teacher. And when I, when I read this, um, I wanted to break it down in a couple of ways. Number one, learning is a gift, people. Whatever you find, whatever opportunity you get, if you get somebody who's older than you who wants to teach you something or you get somebody who's younger than you and they want to teach you something, try to grasp out of it. But what I love the most is that even when pain is your teacher. So I thought to myself, what were some of the best teachers that I ever had? And 
in that, the reason they probably were good teachers is because they had some pain that they had to go through. If we never experienced pain, we would have no way of teaching each other anything. So as we talk about Freedom Day, as we talk about Independence Day, as we talk about progression, um, as I think about even Bill Cosby, I think about Meek Mills. Uh, we had Meek Mills get out of prison this uh, last week. You would have thought Jesus Christ came back. Everybody was up in arms. Everybody celebrating like the good Lord himself came back. But when you think about it, Meek Mills went through a lot of pain from November up until right now being locked up. And that is a teacher for him. Now, he has a decision to make. Does he move forward and actually learn from this pain or does he go backwards and create more pain for himself? So learning is a gift. And most importantly, the pain that you go through as you go through this week, as you inherit whatever nonsense, your your teacher, your boss, um, your cop that's going to pull you over, the bill collector that's going to call you. There is some pain in there. And within that, there is a lesson. What you need to do is go home, pray about it, dissect it, meditate, whatever it is that you do so that you can learn from it, so that you can move forward. Um, I'm, I'm saddened when I see um, Bill Cosby going through what he's going through, and this is nothing me discrediting the women that have uh, put forth the claims of what they are speaking of, but there is a pain that he probably experienced that he then inflicted some, some pain on other people. What we have to learn out of this, people, is that let's be fair across the board, right? Some people started asking, are we going to go back and start getting all the people that raped people during slavery days and start convicting them? I don't know. But one thing I do know is we as a society need to continue learning and let history teach us so that we can actually improve what the future look like for our kids. Um, so I'll read this quote one more time because it did hit me. Learning is a gift even when pain is your teacher. When you fall as a kid and you hurt your knee, hopefully you don't do the same thing over again. But sometimes you do. Mm -hmm. As an adult, when you go to work and give your boss an attitude and then you don't get that bonus that you wanted, hopefully next quarter you won't do the same screw up. And that is my uh, that is my positive note for for today, people. Is that take the pain that you experience and let it be something that allows you to grow and manifest into something a little bit better. Mm. Something for society. Oh my God, Dad! Oh my God, Dad! That is good. Let's celebrate that with a little bit of a beat while we're getting ready for my sister with the news. to passion uh passion hi-fi over in sound south cloud with them beats man killer beats mm. we got killer beats we got my sister are you ready i am ready okay <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get the news because my sister has got the news for us are you ready? 
So this news is taken from the MG Modern Ghana, and it's an article. It says, a 67-year-old Vernon Madison has been on death row for over three decades and was supposed to be executed in 2016. But after a series of strokes, allegedly wiped out his memories of fatally shooting a police officer. His lawyers have been trying to suspend his death sentence. But the, the U.S. Supreme Court will now have to decide if it's lawful to execute a murderer who has not remembered his crime. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how did he lose his... Uh, can you repeat that? How With did he lose his strokes, memory? Strokes. Strokes. Yeah. Like a lot of strokes. So uh, what do you all think about this? Well, because he doesn't remember his crimes. You know because it pains me to say because I believe this is a brother too, right? Yeah, yeah. An African brother uh-huh. too. Where is he from, Ghana? Yeah. So it pains me Shout to, to say... Ghana people. Yeah, it pains me to say that I feel like this motherfucker is lying. <laughs> so... <laughs> First of all, here's the thing, Cooley, we don't know. If you go to prison, 100% of people tell you they didn't do it. Exactly. I'll take this new one of the fact that, hey, I just don't even remember the crime. Exactly. So So right Um, now, they're actually debating about this on whether to execute the crime or why, because he doesn't remember if he did it or not. But can I ask you something, though? If this man has been, you said he's been on death row for what, three decades? For three decades. Three decades. Yeah. That is, so if if ultimately death row is you being put to death, if for three decades you've been waiting for the moment that you're being put to death, he's been dying a very slow death to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, Think about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's every day, like, all right, they can make the decision and say, now I'm going in and I'm done. So has the man really been living over these last three decades? No, he's probably been dying as it is. Um, so for me, I don't know how I feel about the death penalty. It's a very sensitive topic. Um, I don't know, man. Shout out to the brother, though. I, I like <laughs> if it is, yeah. did cultivate. I think they should make a movie out of this. One. You, you know, you all know, the way to death row. <laughs> and, and you know, um, it pains me to say this, but uh, I think, at the other hand, like as Intada was saying. Um, this man has been dying for the last three ten years. You know, that's that's that's, that's been that's been something coming for him, and that's been something he's been living every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, should they let him back to society? Because there's a big question on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or should yeah. they put him away? You know, about because how you know, if he's not like mentally ill, so they can put him in a mental institution too. So, it's like he's gonna have to actually either. So, you know, he's going to have to actually suffer the consequences, regardless whether he remember or not, because not. at the end of the day, they can't let him back to society, because where else can they put him? But then again, he doesn't remember, so if they so, ask him, it's matter. like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about right now, so... But the victims remember, though, right? That, you know, that's a sad thing about this situation, because me, my, myself personally, I feel like this. When it comes to redemption, oh, which um, is a very, uh, it's a very complicated thing because there's been people who've been let off of prison, even uh, in some parts of here in the U.S. Um, when they were close to dying, some mm-hmm. people have been killed. And uh, now we're trying to find out, like, how can we attack this issue? Like, as a judge, if I was put in that position, what would I do, though? No, because there got to be a trial. 
Mm. You know, they gotta be a trial. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, there's no any other thing that the judge has to do except putting him to death. He can't let him yeah. back to society. No, you can. Even mm. redemption doesn't work in a situation like that. True. You know what True. I mean? Uh, there's some people who have done honestly big mistakes in their life and they've actually been put away and uh, they never got redemption of which maybe it was either a fight because there's some people who serve like a lot of years in a fight. Like think about the guys back in uh, in the 70s, you know, uh, when uh, slavery was still, I mean, not necessarily slavery. Racism was pretty blank in America in those days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know, a white person call you a fucking nigger mm-hmm. and you come over to him and be like, okay, say that shit again. Yeah. And he say that shit again, whoop his ass, fall on the ground, crack his skull, he died. These guys who are actually dead and some of them been called a nigger by women and they defended themselves, but they actually ended up being executed. Mm. So think about those guys. And this motherfucker, he mm-hmm. did this shit because he's been confirmed that he did it, right? He did it. He did it. So they're just going to do a trial over here. So then I think he should go. I, and I save I him from the last point. 30 years. Save him from know. the last... I don't save know. Save him from the last 30 years that he already had, you know? But Put him, his misery like, away. He doesn't even remember that he has been if for it, 30, 30 years. Okay, they, they, okay, should, they yeah. should have a question for him. Does he remember his wife if he has one? <laughs> You know, I have like, okay, if you are put in this position, what kind of questions you are asking? Me, I have some questions like, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Who was your first girlfriend? If you can I remember that, oh, of course, because he's going to say he's not going to remember all of yeah. his family members. We know that. Mm-hmm. But there's like little tricky question like, hey, bro, you remember that day when that dude... Fuck you, Ness. Hey, hey, hey. He's going to be like, no. He's hitting me with the A, man. I know, hey. right? He's hitting me with the he's gonna be like, He's going to be like, no, that has never happened to me. And I'll be like, yeah, it did. And then guess what? Guess what he's going to do? He's going to remember all of it. He's going to remember. Like, surely he's going to remember. I'll make a good judge. But anyways, that's why I never went to school to be a judge, good people. Um, so uh, shout out to those who have to make a decision for this man. Made, made the right one for himself. Um, and um, yeah, that's interesting though. Thank you, Zama. You always bring some 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 real cool, weird news out there, especially in this day and age where we're dealing with what we're dealing with uh, here in the United States and the news. There's too much going on, so I love yeah. hearing a little bit of news that um, are interesting, and that's an interesting approach. Hopefully, it does well, man. Thank you. Oh, I have a question, guys, because I feel we're so serious right now. I have a question. Okay. So the Wait. question is, what is dangerous? What is dangerous? Tell yeah, yeah. Like, what is dangerous? Maybe, like, just walking and the car's approaching you. Like, what is dangerous? So, are you asking for the definition of dangerous? No, I mean, like, what is dangerous to you? To you. To me. Okay, so what is dangerous to me? Like, you mean, like, in the night, I'm walking out there, what do I think is dangerous for me? Like, anything. any day, any yeah. night. Okay, you know, what I, I think is dangerous for me is when I'm being approached by a stranger. Mm-hmm. Because Whatever. normally, I'm yeah. n- nowadays, actually nowadays, people are just too stupid. You know, that's one thing I always worry about. And uh, even for my family, there's this thing uh, which went viral in the internet where those kids who go around and punching people and stuff like that. So yeah. if like a teenager is approaching me and they're going to ask me a question, I don't care even if... Um, 
my window was rolled all the way down, I lift it up a little bit so he won't have a good shot. Yeah. Because I don't know what if he does just for the gram. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but now that when it happened, it happened, bro. He can suck you really good and put you, you know, and put you on a deathbed. That can happen easy. People have died, dude. People yeah. have died because you're no, not ready is, for it. You ain't ready. You're not ready. Yeah. Um, that, that is that is that is dangerous. You know. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, you ask a very interesting question of what is dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll answer that in a different way. Yeah. Um, what we thought wasn't dangerous. What we thought wasn't dangerous was going into a Waffle House and having some food. And unfortunately, in America, it's not so not dangerous mm -hmm. anymore. So mm -hmm. dangerous is just going to get food. And if you don't know what I'm talking about now, uh, the Nashville shooting that took place last week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, four people, I believe, were killed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, I haven't I haven't stayed in tune with it. But um, it is very unfortunate. But what I do have to give shout out to is a brother by the name of James Shaw Jr. Remember that name. I'm getting a T-shirt with that name on it for the summer. James Shaw Jr. This is a guy who did not understand the term dangerous. He understood the term survival. He mm. went out there. And with his bare arms, disarmed this some of my gun that was trying to kill people out there. So what an interesting question you asked my sister. What is dangerous? For me, it's not saving up for retirement. Uh, but in, I guess in this case, too, dangerous could mean just going to Waffle House and getting some food. Unfortunately, could get, get killed. So thank you to the brother, James Shaw Jr., who went out there. And um, he was honest and said he wasn't trying to save people's lives. He wasn't trying to be a hero. Yeah. He simply just wanted to save himself. So kudos to him. I didn't mean yeah. to flip the script on your question there. I just had to. I know, there. right? Oh, my word. You're also interesting. Like, it was just a simple I have, question. I have, some, I have something else, too, uh -huh. I think is dangerous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have something else. Uh -huh. What I think is dangerous is Julius Malema. I'm just kidding. Oh, but anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, that's oh, not. Uh, I cannot no, no. do this. <laughs> that's really, like, it's no, no, no. <laughs> I have something else. I have something else. I'm sorry that we've been talking too seriously, but mm -hmm. what I think is also dangerous is um, thinking about my child. You know, mm. then what their future is. What it looks like, yeah. What yeah. it looks like. I think that's dangerous. Although, you know, when you ask somebody who were born in the 50s, they probably had the same look on things mm -hmm. with their kids too. So mm -hmm. because things was changing in America and the world went through this cocaine, uh, all kinds <laughs> of drugs Fish. spell. Mm -hmm. You know, people were dying uh, for all kinds of things, overdosing for all kinds of things. And then it got back together and now people are okay. But... I still think there's something dangerous about the future of our kids. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay, guys. You'll just Zaba, bring us deep back. on bring this. Exactly. I'm like, like oh, my, my word. What is dangerous to Clearly you? What's going on? Like, okay. Uh, to me, to me personally, yeah. sneezing while having a diarrhea. Oh! It is you know, that is so dangerous, guys. Imagine when you're like, and you know how you hold that sneezing? You just went too deep with this. I'm like, oh my word. <laughs>
<laughs> so now we the question is uh-huh. are you speaking from experience my sister do you have a yeah a, tell us about it this, uh, no this? i mean like i'm a comedian you know i like i think of the weirdest <laughs> things ever like I'll, I'll yeah my mind is always like it. running wild that, that, that would be dangerous <laughs> fortunately i've never been caught up with this need in the case of that and what happened it's and uh so when it, when it does happen i'll think of you hopefully <laughs> <laughs> hey guys um uh, <laughs> that was good i know right i was like oh my word okay they're really going deep right now <laughs> <laughs> okay well i'm sorry i've been laughing too long so i gotta stop but anyway listen now uh, i have this um It's not really a comedy thing. I'm not trying to be funny, but yeah. you know, I've been finding a lot of weird trick crazy things on uh, Facebook. Uh unfortunately, this thing is in my language and that I'm going to ask you to do the honor of explaining it. Uh actually it's a 30 second video and oh, it's right. over on Facebook. Uh it's been circulating around on Facebook. Uh actually this guy is uh, is a pastor um no, a preacher in his uh, uh church in his congregation and he actually gave this sermon we only going to take 30 minutes of the sermon and i want to hear Ntate's opinion because i got actually to be honest with you i think i might have another one too uh, who's an american pastor who was talking about something like that but anyway Ntate, let's hear uh let me give you guys a clip and then you can tell me what you think about it let's hear it Number two, Abba Shaul. Number three, Abba Onji. Umshungu salwa insha. Umshungu umeti swa insha. Kona mandomba zana nepa tuti achola afela chole nensha. Mm. 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 can you just do the own I don't want to laugh because uh, this is serious but it's also incredibly funny because no, I'm, I'm gonna stay can, can you just explain it to the audience what just happened um, the sister was preaching about no this is a brother this is a brother oh brother shoot my bad <laughs> <laughs> so the brother was preaching about um, uh, <laughs> single mothers out there We all know the term that men are dogs. People throw that out there all the time. And back home in South Africa, we we use the inja. Inja is what you would call a dog. So this is interesting that they would break it down as uh, it is unfortunate when sometimes they, they are making an analogy of dogs will have their kids and kind of let them be. And unfortunately for some women, just have a baby with a dog. Mm-hmm. And and then you are all by yourself. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one, man. That's a tough preaching, people. I... I The thing is, it all depends. There are some people who are brought up by two good parents and they just screw up in life. And yeah. there are some kids who are brought by those dogs, Leonja, and they do a very great thing in life. Mm. I think it's your destiny. Um, I will go back to my quote that learning is a gift. Uh, so that pain that you experience, your dad was a dog, <laughs> you never know. But I I wish I could translate that thing directly in Zulu because I wish I eat Leonja. You know what? Um This man is bringing a point here and I actually kind of like his point because he's talking about um uh the, the you know we have so many of our brothers um all over the world who actually uh, been not uh, taking care of what they need to take care of 
Okay. Yeah. The most important thing for a man is that regardless of what the situation is with your lady, you got to actually take care of your responsibility. Firstly, the kids. Um, yeah. We have a lot of situations, especially in South Africa and in, well, I'd say in Africa as such, where uh, it's becoming now a phenomenon that I have three, four, five baby mamas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it's, uh, because at, at home and in some parts of Africa too, there's so many places where you can actually not take, um, you cannot as a woman, you can't take this dog to the courthouse and be able to get uh, child support. Child support. Uh, you can't, you know. And another thing, too, with the tribalism, we still have certain things that need to be discussed by parents, but those things don't bring a check every month because yeah. he can still skip that and have his parents go negotiate in his behalf. And they're like, oh, well, the kid can come and visit every weekend. He's going to send money. But the while he's not doing his job, his proper job to be a man and to be a dad is to make sure that the 24 hours a day, those kids have food, have shelter. That's his main job. That's what he is supposed to do. So for him, uh, going out and calling all those men as dogs, um, it, it kind of pained me because it's true. And the fact that I've experienced it with my family, with my relatives, and it's so sad uh, that it's happening. And the sad part about it, too, of which shout out to all my diaspora community all over the world, but you motherfuckers are still doing it, too. You're still doing it out there, making those girls pregnant and walk away from it like you're back in Africa. You know, go back to the jungle, you motherfucker, if you don't want to take it. Yeah, oh, no, really. You used up your F-bomb uh, Because it's a lot now. Well, I'm going to leave with this one. But anyway, it's just that it pains me. And I apologize to the younger audience that might have heard my F-words. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is this. Take care of it. Take care of what you're supposed to take care of. You should, because okay. Because some yeah. of these people, we drink with them, we party with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, guess what? If I can ask a brother that I know that I am having a drink with and I say to him, listen, man, I know that you're expecting some kids. I know that you have kids. And uh, what is your plan, though? You know, I have some stuff that I might want to give it to you. Or what is your plan? You know what I'm going to get? You know what the response I'm going to get? It's not your business. No, daddy, I'm not going to leave that alone because it's what the poor community is suffering at. You know, if you're afraid because they are your buddies... Me, at the end of the day, we need to address these issues. It's the same thing I was talking to the doctor yesterday about. He's been here for years working uh, over in uh, New York in a high-profile hospital. And he says one of the things that he said it himself, said one of the things that pains me is that all these people that came after us, they get over here and they lose it. They lose it. They want to live exactly like thoughts is back in the auction. But anyway, let me yeah. let you go on my system. Yes, but then again, um, we always blame guys for all this. But I think it's also us as girls. It, it has to be our responsibility what I'm not saying, to get pregnant, though. I understand so, what you're saying. But what I'm saying is that don't you think this thing is just too common in our community? And we no, say it no. and we, we it's around no. us so many times. I have kids, I man, in South it. Africa right now. Sorry, Daddy, but I have kids in South Africa right now that I actually have an obligation to send them some money. Because they are the father. Exactly. Because he's what? He's my family member. Cooley, here's the only thing I want to correct correct on that. And then this is just my only humble opinion. And and again, there's poor nation out there listening. 
it's not just our culture, my brother. I am fortunate to live in this very, you know, not so black cultured community out here. And I can tell you this. Predominantly? Uh, yes, predominantly? It, 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 because they, there's a little bit of history to that, um, and we can save this for another another talk. But uh, the, you know the, what, the though, fan- you saying that is the same thing that Zama was saying that Freedom Day doesn't mean anything to her. And you no, remember what no, you said? I'm no, no, no. I'm just trying to tell you, though. You remember what you said? You said we were not there in June 16, but we still yeah. understand what the day mean, right? So what yeah. I'm trying to say that. This thing, okay, we can't just sit over there and say, okay, well, the other people are going through the same thing. But predominantly, we're going to start to actually face the issues that we're dealing with in our own community. We are our brother's keeper, like Zama is saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, yes, Jesus, I we I got to talk about these things. Not that we know better or we do better, but it's happening so much. And unfortunately, I had to bring it this way because it recently hit home in my family. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit touchy about it. And, Am I addressing reason, it? Yes. The reason I'm feeling touchy, Kuli, is I'm on the opposite side, right? And, and I appreciate Zama as a female uh, uh, voice on, on our platform for you to say. It's also with the sisters. And I wouldn't even say that sisters, you know, watch who you get pregnant by. Um, that happens, you know. But here's, here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. If you have a father who is willing wanting to be doing their best to be in their children's life as a woman no matter how messed up the relationship ended by you cannot stop them that's that's the one that i have an issue with as well only because again i i i'm also going through my journey um with two of my oldest kids and my ex-wife so this is something that for me i struggle with that yes as men we have a responsibility we need to do what we need to do but also sometimes women um please empower each other not to use children as a pawn not to use children as a, a means of of rooting some kombis i'm going to show them fighting yeah. yeah so coolly trust me my brother i hear you i think we have an obligation my name that it means to be a father so that is one Role. That's the most important job I have in life. I have no excuse, no pity for men who do not know how to step up and take care of their kids. And you are right, Cooley. We send money back home to support what other men, they are doing their thing, popping bottles with a young little something. Meanwhile, their kid don't have toughies in school to go to um, school shoes. That is unfortunate and that needs to stop. And especially for the brothers that have made it all the way to the United States, you can go and get a job today anyway and make money to take care of your kids. So if you don't have a plan for it, um, that that's unfortunate. So, Kuli, not that I was disagreeing with you, my brother. I, I hear you. I agree 100% that more needs to be done. As men, as black men, we need to step up and teach each other how to be there to support. Um, so, I, I think this dialogue can keep on going, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a touchy one, and everybody's family is impacted differently. You know what I mean? So, interesting, yeah. interesting topic. Interesting way... Um, very interesting topics today. Went from sneezing and diarrheaing to talking about this kids and the man who's forgotten yeah. the crimes he's committed. Only right here on the show where you get a, a pizza that is filled with everything. You know those pizzas that have everything in it? This is it. This was that pizza today. We brought it to you live, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just about to check out. It's about time of the show. So, Zama, is there anything while we're closing out the show, Mama, you can do? Okay, so oh guys, no, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Is there anything you wanted to say? Not you can do, but is there anything you want to say? <laughs> say no. I'm sorry. Okay, I also have a, a last question: Is Google a he or a she? <laughs> what do you all think? Like, uh, 
is Google. Google. <laughs> I think it's a woman. Google. Yeah. It's a woman. She a knows woman too much. She <laughs> knows it all. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say Mom that, like, no, job because, like, Google will never let us finish, like, a sentence or something. It's just, it always has, like, a lot of ideas, you know? Like, you can say something else. It's going to be like, oh, no, you meant this, you meant that. Like, okay, relax. This is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Love you, Zama. Love you, Zama. What's your social media platform? During the week, you'll be dropping a lot of stuff out there. Tell the people. Yes, I am always dropping comedy videos and stuff. And y'all can catch me on my personal page, which is Zama Nube, Z A M A N C U B E. Samke, S-A-M-K-E, oh my word, my name is so long, and M-N-C-U-B-E, <laughs> and also my person, um, oh, my comedy page on Zamanube, just like my personal page, and Sammy, and Mube, M-N-C-U-B-E, and also on Instagram, I know I am a lot, I'm everywhere on Instagram, it's, uh, I know, I have to be too much, you know, <laughs> so on Instagram, it's Zama Nube underscore Nube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the last word, brother, we're about to check out. Uh, it's that time of the show. Hey, before you go, Ndate, let's let Hillary uh, tell them where to find us on uh, on the stream. Yes, Make sure you check out Umbani Radio Podcasts on TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Go. Yes, sir. Go, ahead, go out there and learn something, man. That's all I got to say. Learn. Whatever it is, learn patience, learn forgiveness, learn love. Go out there and learn today and the rest of the week. God bless people. We appreciate y'all listening and thank you for using your data just to listen to us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what a great show we had for you today. Uh, so we have more shows and I want to shout out uh, uh, to the court podcast that we did with Ravi Mantha. Ravi Mantha. Oh, uh, that podcast is choose, up. So choose, we're going to release choose. it on, uh, uh, basically we releasing it in bits and pieces so basically uh, I have uh, the first 10 minutes of him explaining about himself and what he's been uh, uh, doing what inspired the books and for him uh, leaving the investment uh, field and going on into this uh, healing process and uh, we're gonna have something that is already in there that you can listen to and me and Tata just quizzing him having a conversation with him and what a guy though is gonna be great and just check out that first 10 minutes uh, if you're interested it's available anywhere uh, you get your podcast and people who have uh, Android they've been asking me so many times how to get the podcast okay on Android this is the beauty of Android on Android there's a little bit of a thingy there that says play music a little icon a little icon it says uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a uh, yeah it's a it's an app right is it an app yeah it's an app it's called play music that's why if you wanted to buy a music song you can buy it from there so if you want to listen to our podcast on play music google play music it's got like a little triangle thing like it's it's pointing the other direction though but anyway in there you can actually listen to our podcast you just go umbani u-m-b-a-n-i radio podcast and it's going to pop up and you can listen to all of our podcasts and then another thing too all our shows all our shows to all the itunes people all the shows that have been recorded by video 
if you don't want to listen or watch the show on um, because sometimes it takes more data to do it that way you don't want to listen over on um, on YouTube you can actually over on iTunes go Umbani Productions UMBA and I productions and you can actually see that we have a podcast over there that you can actually watch directly from iTunes you can watch uh, all the shows the round table the home away show all the shows are listed in there some of the great interviews by my sister Zama and Tom Foti and Baxi they are all in there on iTunes you can actually watch the shows they are available on iTunes I thank you so much for tuning in today I'm gonna leave you with an incredible beat and this beat make me crazy brother it make me crazy daddy I got a beat for you, baby. Shout out to the Passion Hi-Fi for giving me the beats.